0: Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown.
1: Hello,
2: everyone, and
1: welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name's Casey.
2: And I'm Matt. Welcome to today's very fun episode.
1: Yes, so this is an episode that's been a little bit in the making. It is a Parks episode, kind of, but it really has to do with what a lot of us in the Disney community uh, love to do when we go down to Walt Disney World or to Disneyland in California. And that is, Matt, pin trading. And so, yes. to help us discuss this today, we have a very special guest, one of my absolute best friends in the entire world, the lovely, the talented, the beautiful Miss Amy Birchman. Hello, Amy.
0: Hello. We are. Oh, that was quite excited. an intro.
1: Yeah, right? right. <laughs> I don't... I'm kind of
0: excited <laughs> so... about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be. And and, and and Amy, you know, we've known each other now going on seven years. Um, real quick, why don't you tell just the folks listening at home, how did you come into Disney? and And kind of where did your passion for Disney start?
0: I actually don't remember a time in my life that wasn't, Disney wasn't in. My grandma actually shares birthday with Mickey. Right. Just a few years after. So Mickey has always been a prominent figure in my family and in my home. And I started collecting and really, I just remember Disney being always there for me. And it's just, I think the Renaissance era is kind of a lot mm-hmm. of my memories. Because, you know, being that age group that was mostly my childhood, it's always just been there. So I love everything Disney. Actually, my first trip to the parks wasn't until 2015. Mm-hmm. The films and the music and the characters, I've, I've just always loved everything about it.
1: So, you know, you and I met back in 2013. We, we both worked for a, a mutual a job organization and, and you moved out to Chicagoland where, where I moved out to in order to, to work for this company and, and continue this company's business. And when we first met, the first thing that I remember being told about you was you were a big Disney fan. And I think you were told the same thing about me. And I just so happened to be playing Disney music in that training room. Do you remember that? And, and, and we were just singing along. And then when you had mentioned you had never been to a Disney park and my jaw hit the floor and I said, well, we're going to change that. I remember thinking that I remember thinking that. And of course your trip came two years later with your family and then you and I, uh, got to take a Disney trip together with, of course, my fiance, Nate, who's who's a mutual friend, our friend, Shaddy. The four of us took a friend's trip. It was just an adult trip. And that is where the passion, really, for pin trading kind of took off, correct?
0: Uh, my sister and I had done it with the kids when we went our first trip. So, okay. um being as my sister, when we took my niece and my nephew, she had been the only one to previously been to a Disney park. Okay but it had been years for her. So some from high school, she hadn't gone since she was a teenager. We wanted to, we did a ton of research because we wanted as a rookie going, we wanted to experience everything. I have three Pinterest boards dedicated to trips for Disney because I just was like (laughs) that obsessed with it. We were, we were ideas back and forth what we can do with the kids. I mean, and, and just ourselves. So, pin trading was something that we came across and Mm -hmm. i am not a um what they call a purist (laughs) (laughs) um we found you know we could buy a lot of 100 pins from ebay for 30 Mm dollars well when you have four people pin trading that's a good deal because you split that lot between the four people you take those pins and you go and you can use that as your your starting base as opposed to spending seven dollars on one pin at a time yeah. in the parks,
1: or tw- or twenty five for five base pins or something, right? You know.
0: Right. So I it started with that. The kids, my nephew, has a lot of um, sensory issues, it, mm-hmm. but it was one thing that really every time we saw someone with a lanyard or. Um, a cast member that had the ability to trade with him he got really excited because he wanted specific ones and he was looking and he just needed to like it kept him focused on things so that was my first and then my first experience with it and then going with you and I was like hey we should do this did you hear Mm -hmm. about that and I remember it was just all of us kind of really got into it I think myself you and Shaddy more so than Nate as much
1: but um, although he has his he has his particular favorites that he likes to get i think he was right he, he, he if i remember correctly when we went he he oftentimes would say oh hey did you guys see that person's lanyards and then we would go over and and pick off that person's lanyards yeah, so it was
0: kind of an enabler
1: yeah he really was <laughs> so here's so here's what i want to do real quick so so matt I discovered we discovered that while Matt and I have a lot of mutual passions and a lot of mutual interest, one of the things that he didn't realize about me was how hardcore of a pen trader I was. And I didn't realize he was not as hardcore of a pen trader. I mean, he's a kind of a casual. You know, kind of casual collector, but he hasn't done the whole go down there and actually ask someone to look at their lanyard and trade pins thing. So I want to turn this over to Matt a little bit. Matt, I want to kind of put you in the seat of kind of the interviewer somebody who's maybe new to this. What questions do you have for Amy and I about how we about how this works?
2: you know, I, I just never got into it as a kid when I went down there. And so then as an adult, I just never picked it up. And you already touched on one of the problems that I had always seen with it is it's a lot of money to sink into it. Mm-hmm. Where if I'm going to buy a starter pack and all this other stuff, uh, it's like, man, do I, does my budget have room for this? Um, so I, now with that said, I'm not anti-pin collecting. I am not a... I, I'm I'm not gonna sit on here and go, you two idiots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I have my pin collection. A lot of them are pins that people have gifted to me. And to be honest with you, I, I kinda like that as a collection because then each pin has a little bit of a connection to it. But I am I'm I'm so interested to hear more of the culture. So I I guess, you know, Amy, you talked a little bit about how you got into it, but Casey, how did you get into pin collecting?
1: Back a little bit to, to what Amy was saying it started that very first trip Uh, I rewind a little bit so you know we're you and I are both worked at the Disney store I still continue to do so my very first pin that was ever given to me was a pin that I got at the Disney store it was a, a cast exclusive pin called that said Mission Magic on it It was an MM and it had a Sorcerer Mickey on it and then I became what was called a Disney store ambassador something I'm very proud of which is uh I took a couple of tests i learned a bunch of disney knowledge and i exhibited what you know disney wants its cast members to exhibit i was kind of a a a special ambassador in the store and i got a special disney store ambassador pin that i got from that and that was kind of my first foray and then we also got some disney store exclusive um Mickey Mouse in the Disney Store costume pins. And I remember thinking, these are really cool. Now, at the time, the Disney Store didn't carry pins. We, For a long time, the Disney Store did not carry them. These were only things that you could get down in the parks or on ShopDisney.com, or at the time, it was DisneyStore.com. The whole idea behind pin trading, before I continued my answer, is that at one point in time, pins were sold in the parks. And as a way to increase guest interaction at Walt Disney World they started creating cast exclusive pins that were given to cast that they could wear on lanyards. As long as it was a safe job that if a cast were to walk up to them or I'm sorry, guests were to walk up to them, they could ask to see the pins on their lanyard. And if they wanted to trade, they could do a one for one trade. Well, this whole idea exploded the pin business. So when we decided to go down in 2015, Amy told me about this I had already known a little bit about it, but I'm like, that is something I've always wanted to try. And I remember I took down my cast member exclusive pins with me because I wanted to show them off, but I didn't want to trade the darn things, right? So Amy had given, I think she had bought a lot of 100 of them and she had given me like 10 of them or whatever to wear on my lanyard. And I've all I remember, Amy, at that trip is we were pin trading machines. Oh
0: my gosh, yes. It was
1: insane. And then, of course, we ran through that entire lot of 100 that first time and i think we started buying a ton more like we, we just spent,
0: start... uh, we spent a lot of money on pins we that we spent trip, a
1: lot of money on pins that because trip we were starter so sets and i
0: addicted to this the whole concept of it and... <laughs>
1: yes but that's um... you know you, you go back to the point of what matt said which is he's got some that mean a lot to him the thing is is you will get pins that mean nothing to you and then you'll you'll start to get hooked on certain collections mm-hmm. right so you'll you'll want to you know like for me I have to have every orange bird pin there is like that is a non-negotiable. I would re- remember you and I, we would spend when we went back from the park, we'd be on our phones looking up which par- pins was were part of pins. collection. Yes. there
0: more pins, if we missed any, which ones we needed to be on the lookout for.
1: Yep. Um, <laughs> and then we would split up remember we would split up and you would say hey if you see this pen, pick it up yes. for me and and, and and so we we weren't always in the same group together you know you guys would be at one end of the park we'd be at the other end and then of course we'd come back together and i'd say amy look what i found or you'd say casey look what i found and it was it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun so
0: um do... i still have one collection that's not complete and it it drives me crazy is it
1: the, Winnie the Pooh one in the poo one
0: No, it is the um, Finding Nemo Fish in the Bags.
2: Ah, okay, okay. (laughs) Part of being newer to pin trading, you go in and you see the pins and you go, this is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many pins. And so you go, where do I start? What do I collect? So how do you decide, I guess, two part question which collections are your favorite to collect or have collected and how do you decide which collections you're wanting versus ones that you're like eh, not so much
1: so amy before i let because i'm going to let you answer that but before i let you do that i want to make sure for somebody who's new to this and wants to start it's very important that you understand that there are a lot of fraudulent pins out there and that not every pin is created equally so just because something is a pin it might be a, you know a pin that sticks onto your shirt that has one of those those long extended um, you know literally pins that kind of clips in that's not one of these. An authentic Disney pin is going to be a pin uh, that sticks out and typically has a Mickey rubber back to it so it's got a Mickey head rubber back. But more importantly when you look at the back of the pin you will typically see uh, Disney official pin trading with the year that it was released. Now, the ones that are given to the cast members are gonna typically have a silver Mickey Mouse head on the front. And those are called the hidden Mickey pins. You can't buy them anywhere. They're only obtainable through trading. So you have to make sure that what you are trading And one of the rules of Disney official trading is that you are trading Disney official pins for Disney official pins. You can't go and hand them a a badge, if you will, or a button and trade it for a pin. It's got to be a pin for a pin trade. Now, unfortunately, there are some out there that are called scrappers. And scrappers are discarded pins that were not up to the Disney quality. And sometimes those are the ones that sometimes make their way onto eBay it's really hard to tell whether something's a scrapper versus official so much so that cast members don't even really know the difference. But the, the, the thing that you got to make sure that you are doing is making sure that it says Disney official pin trading on back with the year. Sometimes it'll be a limited edition. Sometimes it will be a limited release. And the difference between the two of those is limited edition. There's only a number that are ran. So like they might only run 2000 of them. That's it and it will tell you what number that is of the 2,000. Limited release means that there's not a limited number that are released, it's only a certain period that they're gonna produce them for, and then it will stop, but you won't know what number it is. So when you see those two things, limited edition or limited release, that's what those mean. So that then leads us to what Matt's question is, how do you know what to collect? Amy, how do you choose what you choose to collect?
0: I have an affinity for um, obscure characters. Mm -hmm. I don't, I I mean, I still have my favorite, like Maleficent is one of my all time favorite people, villains, characters. Um, So I have a collection of random Maleficents. So any, I don't necessarily, there's different types of the cast member pins. And So there's been a collection where there's apples, where there's the characters, but they're in an apple form Mm -hmm. or just their hats or just their shoes or so anything Maleficent I have or have tried to obtain. Um, I also have a Cheshire Cat collection where I try to get any pin that has been released that has the Cheshire Cat on it. Um, One of my ultimate favorite characters is Mad Madam Mim. Mm-hmm. she is a hard one. Yes. You, to, mm-hmm. you actually have to purchase the pins for her. Basically, they're not in the cast member ones very often. Um, but I'm always on the lookout for her. Um, for Elliot, who is um, the dragon from Peach Dragon, because that's one of my old school favorites as a kid. Um, I just, whatever kind of I like. There's certain There's certain designs of the pins that I'm like, I don't really need that. It's not something that for, let's go Marie Con, um, the the condo lady, sparks joy in my head. So there's certain designs that I don't, I'm like, "Mm, that's not appealing to me. But there's different ones. So I have a collection of silhouetted Winnie the Pooh. So it's just a black Mm -hmm. and white silhouette of the Winnie the Pooh characters. And that was one that kind of just stuck out to me. It looks, it's a classic view of them. So I tried to collect that whole collection and it just, I like Star Wars. I like, I have a very large fan base with my different movies and <clears throat> live action, the, the animated, the Star Wars, everything. So I kind of, and the way I have my pin display set up, which not hung up on my wall yet but I took four canvases and I kind of arranged the pins and groupings, but they form Mickey's head in a shape on the four canvases when you put them together.
2: Oh, that's really cool. I,
1: I think Matt, I know you're going to, you probably got a follow-up question, but before you do that, I think it's important to call out that I don't know of any person in the entire world that probably owns and has every pin, every I, I I don't, I don't think it's possible. I honestly don't think it's possible to do that on this, on this earth. So I, I think, think it is either. I, I don't think because, so, because I mean, there's cast member exclusives. There's, there's ones that you have to be there for opening day on certain things unless you have. And, and that's the other thing is there's not a complete list that is, operated by walt disney or by any one person individually you can go and search pin list and a lot of people have lots of great pictures and you know but there's not really one definitive list on all that so i think it's important that somebody who wants to get into this understands that that if you are a completionist and you are expecting to get into this and say i'm going to collect every pen ever created it's not going to happen it's not going to happen so then you have to make a decision of what do I want? And, and what you heard from Amy was I collect these types of characters or the way Disney puts out the different pins. Again, there's two different types of pins that are released. There's the cast member pins and they'll release collections of cast member pins only that they wear. And they scatter them all across the 77,000 cast members across Walt Disney world resort. And here, it's, it's the, it's the, 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 thrill of the hunt really that you're trying to do. And then they'll also release blind packs, that are okay. sold in Walt Disney World resorts and and now on on shop.disney.com and in Disney stores and furthermore they sell one-off pins pins of just one-off characters and those are the ones when you go into like the Emporium on Main Street you see walls and walls of them if you want to find an Ariel pin you can buy an Ariel pin if you want to find a one of the Pooh pin you can buy an aer- a Winnie of the Pooh pin but there's probably also 15 other Ariel pins that have been released over the last 20 plus years that you can then attempt to find and hunt and trade and do all those things with. So you then start to say, maybe I want to collect a particular character. Maybe I want to find all the pins in this one collection, like Amy had with her Winnie the Pooh collection. You know, I'm looking up at my collection right now. I'm more of a, I want to collect characters. and I want to collect like pride pins, every single pride pin that Disney has produced. I have on my collection. I have the traditional Mickey head. I have the Mickey silhouette. I have the pride line that came out a couple years ago. I have the pride line that came out last year. I own every single pride pin there is. I have all the orange bird pins. I have, I believe all the Oswald pins. I've not found one that I don't have yet. So, you know, so you start to then take pride in that. And I will tell you this and Amy, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't go online and buy it. Like, I don't go on, like, if I'm missing a particular pin from a collection, I don't go search on eBay to see if I can find it because part of the fun is
2: the hunt. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our partners. Hey, Beers and Ears listeners, Casey and Matt here. You've heard us
1: talk about our partner, Riss and Cal. You know, we've touched on their wireless earbuds, which connect right to your smartphone, but they've also got a lot of other great stuff as well. I use their 4-in-1 charging station every day. It can charge my phone, a smartwatch that charges with a magnet, and even my earbuds. You can also check out their Bluetooth selfie stick, a 3-in-1 charger, and even a silicone accessory kit that comes in either black or white.
2: Yeah, you know, this company checks the two boxes that I love in a product, which is great quality product without having to pay an arm and a leg. I've been playing around with the accessory kit. So this comes with uh, rubber things for the earbuds so they don't fall out of my ears and things to hold the earbuds so they stay in. I always have a terrible time with that, and these uh, work like a charm.
1: So go to fourfrillscom slash shop and use coupon code BEERS, B-E-E-R-S. You'll get 15% off your order, plus a free $10 gift of your choice when you spend $50 or more. And if you have trouble picking just one thing, they've even got a 31-piece bundle that includes everything. Don't forget that a portion of their profits will go to help local charities in need. All right, back to the show.
0: I'm on a lot of Facebook groups that there are people that sell their pins. And I've been tempted a few times to be like, "Oh, I really want that pin, but I'd rather trade for it. I'd rather yeah. go and and be in the park, and even with other people, we've we've stopped other guests, not just cast members. Like, hey, can I see your pin collection that's on your mm-hmm. lanyard? And hey, that one's really cool. Do you want to trade for this one? Or you know, it's it's just more fun with the interaction, and and getting. I, I don't know. It's more exciting that way to me. <laughs>
2: What percentage of your time do you think of your like Parks Day, do you think you both are devoting to I am hunting for pins right now? Or do you find it's like, all right, we are. So let's say I'm in Hollywood Studios. I just got out of uh, Galaxy's Edge and now I'm heading over to Rock and Roller Coaster. On the way there, I'm going to do some pin hunting. Is it more like that or do you have like dedicated... I'm pin hunting right now. Amy, I'll let you start on that one. I
1: think it's in the
0: interim of between different attractions and areas or, you know, there are the resorts are actually some of, to me, the better places to find Mm -hmm. a higher number of pins. Because some of the resorts have huge boards. Mm -hmm. It's not just the lanyards that the cast members in the parks have where they only have like 10 pins right now. Oh, was it Port Orleans? Was they had that, that bit. Had
1: no, huge... it was, no, it was uh, Fort Wilderness. It was that one that was the giant. Remember, because they opened it up and back. Yes. Yeah. They had. It was just a huge cork board, and they opened it up, and it was you could spend you could spend forever looking at this board for pins that you wanted. Yeah, I think um, one thing that's important too is that don't ever get caught without a pen or two to trade, because that that's happened a couple of times where. You know, you you, maybe you start off your day and you take 10 pins out with you. And throughout the day, you you, you just everyone other than part other than attractions operators, everyone's got got pins either on a lanyard or on a little clip on kind of display. I don't even I don't even know how to describe. Yeah, yeah. And so like you could be walking and I will say that during any one trip you are going to see multiples, I mean, dozens to hundreds of the same pin over and over again. So you start to know kind of what's out there, but you could be walking. And and Amy, I remember doing this with you both trips we went. You know, we'd be walking and we'd go, oh, what's what's on that person's? And we'd walk over and say, hey, can we see your pins? And that Mm -hmm. does have to do with pin etiquette, too. And Matt, I don't know if that's going to be one of the questions you ask, but part of pin etiquette is you never touch somebody's lanyard without their permission. You never touch a pin on somebody. So when you walk up to somebody, you say, Hey, may I see your pins? And they'll say, Absolutely, and they'll display them for you. If you want to see a pin, you can ask, hey, may I see that pin, please? And they'll they'll take it off. And the the, the rule is you always pull it off. You have to uh, put the the cap back on it. They will show it to you, and you're allowed to look at it. If you decide that you don't want it, you then give it back to them. Um, and the same is true. When you give them your pin, you have to give them with the backing. So, so, you know, we'd be walking, and, you know, we'd say, oh, let's go look at that person's lanyard. Let's go look at that person's thing. But the, the worst thing in the world is to get caught seeing a pin that you really want, and you've got nothing to trade for it. Mm-hmm.
2: It's, it seems like pin etiquette is be a decent human being. Yeah, yeah well, it's,
1: it's to be a decent human being. I think it's also meant for the safety of the cast member and the guest because you don't want to trade a pin with that sharp back to it. And you're also yeah. not going to, to go around and touch somebody, you know, and touch somebody's of these pins. And the reason why ride operators don't have them is for obvious reasons. They don't want yeah. to distract it, right? Uh, food workers also don't have them. It's just inside shops. Uh, custodial staff has them. Um, managers. The, when you see a group of cast members, typically managers walk around. Those are some of the best ones to hit up. My favorites were the ones, Amy. I don't know about you, but were the end or were the the Disney College Program uh, yeah. cast. I loved hitting them up because you could tell it was their first time trading. They're like, Oh, yes, absolutely! And they would get all excited to trade with you. They were. They were so excited.
0: Yeah. Um, one of my favorite, and this isn't even a trading. Um, story. It was it was our second trip. The when we were there in 2017, and I think we were in line for Frozen. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl, and I had my Maleficent ears on. And there was a girl in line in the queue around us, and she seemed to be like a nonverbal person, and she was obsessed with my ears, and she kept <laughs> like. So as we would meet in the queue, I would, I would interact with her and talk to her. And then after we got off the ride, I had um, ran into her and her family um, right outside and they were also from another country. I don't even remember what language they spoke, but she wanted my ears so bad. So then I asked them, I said, can I give her a pin? And I took a pin off of my lanyard and I gave it to her. And the look of joy on her face, like I almost started crying because it was so impactful to me to be Mm -hmm. able to give that magical moment to somebody else not being a cast member. And I was just, that's, I have a picture of me and her in in my photo album and it's one of my favorite memories from Disney. And it it started with the pin because I said, can I give her one of my pins? That's
2: awesome. And I think that's the fun part. Casey's told a similar story that it's a way for the guests to be a part of giving out that Disney magic.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing about pins too, Matt, I think, you know, we talk about them as pin collecting and, and collecting our own. Pins are also a really great bring back with you souvenir for other people too. They're a great gift. They're high quality, you know, I When I go to Disney World you know, and, I, and I'm telling people, I'll oftentimes ask, hey, who's your favorite character? Because one of the things that I'm able to pick up for somebody as a souvenir that I might want to bring back that's not bulky, that can come back, that's going to hold up is a pin right you know so if somebody's favorite character is stitch i pick up a stitch pin or if somebody's favorite character is you know uh, maleficent i can pick up a maleficent pin and i've done that on a number of occasions and and they're really high quality and they bring joy to people right you know one of my pin collections that i have i have a pin from every resort that i've stayed at yeah. So that has yeah. been one of my must do's whenever I stay at a resort, I pick up a pin that showcases that I stayed at Port Orleans, you know, French quarter or, or, you know, we were just at um, Coronado Springs a couple months ago. I picked one up for that. I also pick a pin up for every special event that we attend. So I picked up the Fantasmic one. I picked up mm-hmm. Amy when we went to Hoop-Dee-Doo Review. You know, I picked up the Hoop-Dee-Doo Review pin, right? Because I can look at my board and remember when I got certain pins and it and it, the the colors, the design, where it's from, they spark memories. Yeah, you know? my
0: first. the Remember when you I remember you took me to Fantasmic for the first time because I didn't uh, get to do it with yes. when we were there with the kids.
1: And it was so amazing. And afterwards, I said, We have to get a pin. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And every time you look at that pin, you remember something about that trip. Every time I look at the Hoopty Doo pen, I remember our trip to Hoopty Doo and how much fun. And I got to do that washboard. Remember that? I oh
0: just <laughs> saw that picture the other day. In my stuff. I, was it, like, it, I it. love this picture.
1: But here's what's cool about the story you shared that little girl, she doesn't know who you are. She'll never meet you ever again in your life. But every time she looks at that pin, she can remember that.
0: Mm hmm.
1: And that, that's what's, that is the magic of not just Disney, but this particular pastime. And, and again, for somebody who's wants to get into it for the first time, there is no completionist with this. You cannot be a completionist. You simply dive head first in and say, this is something I'm going to do. And over time I build my collection. You know, the story I was telling Matt was when I was there with my mom, Back in 2017, you know, I was walking around Magic Kingdom and there was this little boy. He was probably not much older than eight years old. And he saw my lanyard and he walked up to me and you could tell he was new to this. And he goes, hey, you, you want to trade pins? I said, sure, why not? So I, you know, I knelt down and and he's looking at my lanyards and he falls in love. I don't remember which one it was. He's like, I love this one. I said, awesome. I said, can I see yours? And I'm looking around and I picked out one that I liked. I said, oh, I'll trade you for that. And he's like, oh. I like that one. I said, okay, well, what about that one? And oh, I like that one too. You know, he had probably six or seven of them on his land. You could tell he was brand new. His grandmother was there with him. And, um, I realized he didn't want to give any of his pins up. So I said, you know what? I'll tell you what. And I took the one off and I gave it to him. I said, I'm going to give this one to you just because I know you like it really, really. Or you like it a lot. And you just should have seen his face light up with joy at the thought yes. of getting this pin from a stranger. And his grandmother just kind of smiled and you could see she was just kind of tearing up. You know that was one of the, and by the way, that was one of the pins that came from the the hundred lot. I mean, it was one I was planning on trading anyway. You know, and, and if I can figure out ways to do that, and, and you know, it's that like an old saying goes: be the reason someone smiles today. You know, mm-hmm. Um pins allow you to do that. Yeah, there,
0: it, it's hard to explain in words why it's so. I'm, I'm a collector by nature to begin with, so I mm-hmm. have. Multiple collections of things. My family says too many. But, you know, I never feel I don't speak in that language. So,
1: don't even talk um, about Zoom Zooms, right? (laughs) um,
0: Well, I have a curio full of Disney snow globes. I have my Zoom Zooms. I have the pins. I have old VHS tapes. When I was a teenager, I used to buy two copies of every one one so I could open and watch, and one so I could keep in plastic. I've always been a collector of some sort, so this is just a really fun way to have a collection but still have that interaction and the magic it brings with, like you said, and I've, I, going up to the, like, if a little kid is, not even just a little kid, if someone's looking at your lanyard and says, oh, I really love that pin, it's just nice to be able to say, here you go, from me to you, Mm -hmm. not just trading, and but the trading is fun, I love the trading.
2: I got one final question to put put, put you both on the spot. All right. What is your favorite pin or pin collection that you have?
0: Um, I really think my favorite pin collection is my Cheshire Cat. There's something about him that just speaks to my soul and I don't know what it is I just love him and I have him in multiple forms and versions and I also have other Alice pins to go with him so I actually pretty much a whole Mickey ear is dedicated to Alice on my board Hmm. 90% of it is the Cheshire cat but I think that would be my favorite
1: mine you've already heard me talk about it is is my orange bird collection Uh, partly because he's such a an unknown character yet he's got so much history in the parks and again i think of that collection i look at that collection and i remember amy yumi shaddy nate we were on the hunt for orange bird stuff
0: oh yeah you know, that, was, that was that was orange Bird and oswald i'm like do you yep. have this one do you have
1: this yep. one do you have this <laughs> yeah you know we'll still send pictures we haven't done it in a while but we'll still send pictures every once in a while to say hey did you need this one you know right. and, and we'll pick it up because we we all have collections i mean our friend Shaddy, his collection is tigger he loves all of the tigger pens. so every time we came across the tigger collection um that would be that would be one that that we would do and i think the other one probably that i i'd say is is just any of my I called it my, I was there collection. So either my resorts or that we did that kind of, you know, the event or, you know, we were there when we went in 20, the second time was at 2017, I think we were there during flowering Garden. And it just mm-hmm. so happened that they had just released the Flower and garden, not only limited release, but limited edition pins. And yes. I'm, I'm looking at those right now. I've got the limited edition Flower and garden pins. Not that they're ever going to, you know, be worth money, but it's to say that for that moment in time, I was there for that event.
0: Yes. And my, my other favorite one, as I brought up the probably at the beginning of our conversation is my mad Madam Mim because she's so mm-hmm. hard to find and I love her and she's crazy and she's amazing.
1: So, so here's what I would say, um, you know, because I know we got looking at the clock, it's closing time here, Matt. I, I would say that um, for anybody who wants to get involved in this, the first step is deciding, okay, I'm going to have to have some pins that I need to trade. One of the ways you can do that is to go on to eBay, look for, you know, uh, people who are certified sellers or people who have a lot of reviews, five star reviews, you know, for lots of 50 or 100. You're going to get them much cheaper. But if you don't want to commit that, even just go down to the park, buy yourself a starter set. You can buy yourself a starter set of five pins. They're typically they're usually the ones that say the year. that that you're visiting and they have a lanyard. Um, But don't feel that you've got to be committed to those. You can buy lanyards um, on on your own. Uh, There are several spots around Walt Disney World that have just pins. So there's a giant pin trading shop in the middle of Magic Kingdom in Frontierland. Right. And then there's that's one of my favorites, too. And then there's another one. The Emporium has a lot, but it's not a ton. There's also one over by... Actually, I think they got rid of that one, the one that was over there by the, the Crystal Art store. I don't think that one's there anymore. There's one down in downtown, uh, I'm sorry, uh, in Disney Springs. There, there there, used to be a big one in Epcot, but with all the renovation over there. But one of the biggest places you can get a lot of pins is Animal Kingdom. Those Those two shops, the Island Mercantile, there's a ton of pins there too. It's just knowing where you can kind of pick them up. But either way, get yourself five or 10 pins. And then again, you're going to go, overwhelmed. You're going to get overwhelmed at first. and You're going to be like, oh my God, I want to collect everything. Really make a decision of what kind of pins, you know, and maybe it's a, a themed day. Today, I am only searching for this character. And so that's what you go out and do. You search that character or I'm only searching for this collection. And then suddenly, you know, you're able to bypass the other ones, right? Don't, don't think of them as things that have intrinsic you know like monetary value you're not going to sell these things for a lot of money it's just not going to happen if you can buy them for lots on ebay you're not going to sell them for a lot of money so don't think it don't think of this as an investment opportunity it not happening think of it as uh i'm i have a collection amy any other advice on that
0: there's going to be purists out there who say don't buy them on eBay because you get the mm-hmm. you get the non-official Disney pins mixed in, the counterfeits because the molds for the Disney pins don't get destroyed once they're made and then mm-hmm. people use those to recreate them. But if it's I I find it as a casual fun thing to do, so I don't mind purchasing them on eBay. And doing that so whatever way works best for you is the way you need to do it it's not there's not a right way or a wrong way
2: all right well it looks like it's closing time so amy thank you so much for coming on today
0: thank you for
1: having me
2: so uh how did they get a hold of us again matt If you want to email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com, beersandears1928. We've had some emails come in. It's super fun to hear from you all. So we'll respond and say hi. Um, Facebook group, Beers and Ears Podcast. Um, Great fun Beers and Ears listener family there. And on Twitter and Instagram, at beersandears1928, putting out a lot of fun content on there. So check us out. And as always, rate and review us. Five stars, five stars. And don't
1: forget, new episodes come out every Tuesday and Friday, so definitely look out for those. And again, I cannot impress enough how important it is. Share us with your friends and family. Let them know about the Beers and Ears, because the more people who listen, uh, the more content we're able to produce. And remember, we like to do this just as much for us as it is for you guys. So, okay, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. You guys have a wonderful day. Amy, thanks for being our uh, guest today, and uh, you guys have a great day. Thank you.
2: Bye everyone.